Christ is risen. Well, welcome this morning to our Resurrection Day worship service. Join me, uh, please, in a word of prayer. Well, Father, we praise you for the new life that you have given us in Christ, for the empty tomb where we find our hope, and we know, Lord, that it is because we are those whom you have called, those whom you have chosen, and those whom you have loved. Father, we now pray for an end to this coronavirus. We pray, Lord, for your healing in this nation. We pray, Lord, for our leadership in the, in the, in the world, that they, uh, Lord, would um, come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ this Lord's Day, and that uh, this Easter, this Resurrection Day, would be new life for them. We pray, Lord, that you give them wisdom and discernment in how to best handle uh, this virus. We pray, Lord, that you would restore us uh, to the work that you have called us to, that you would repair the time that the locusts have eaten, as it were, Lord. We pray, Father, for revival today. We pray that you would revive each one of us personally and that we would grow in unity and in faith in the church, that this church body would become stronger in our absence, and that when we are restored to fellowship once again, Lord, that you would be uh, brought great praise and that we would have great unity and love for one another and that the world would know that we belong to you because of your great love for us and our love for each other. Lord, we pray right now that your Holy Spirit would come and enable our hearts and our minds to receive your word. We give you thanks again in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. So if you would, uh, turn in your Bibles to John chapter 20. I'm going to read verses 1 through 18, and then we will make some observations and some applications this morning. The Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 1. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloth lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary... She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. 
Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to your brothers and say to them, I am ascending to the Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. This is God's word. Well, thanks be to God for his word. So as we look at Easter or Resurrection Day, in the life of a Christian, this is a reminder and a renewal of our hope. When we look at hope as defined by our modern dictionary, it's an expectation and a longing, as well as a feeling of trust. The idea here is that there is a future outcome that we expect to come to pass, and we have a feeling of trust that the outcome will be just as we expected it to be. A question for us this morning is, what happens when our hope is contradicted by our circumstances? Where are we when what we trusted in and put our hope in seems lost? Where will we find hope when our fears and our doubts drown out our feelings of trust concerning our expectations about the future that we envisioned? This morning in the Gospel in John, we will uncover the hope of the empty tomb. We will discover the revelation of truth and faith that are needed to overcome the white noise of doubt and fear which can lead us to abandon our hope. We need proof that our hope, our expectation for the future is indeed how things really are. This morning we're going to explore the empty tomb from the perspective of Mary Magdalene. We will see that Mary found hope against all odds. We will see that Mary needed proof. We will see that Jesus intervened and provided that proof. God and Christ Jesus fulfilled their hope, her expectation and trust for her future against all odds. Taking a look at verses 1 through 3, we see the hopeless cry of the disappointed. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going towards the tomb. The Apostle John referred to himself as the disciple Jesus loved. He had wrapped his identity up in nothing less than that. John was a fisherman, a disciple, an apostle. If people would have met him back in the day, he would likely have greeted those that he met with, Hi, I'm the disciple Jesus loved. By the way, my name is John. John's hope, his feeling of trust for the future that he was expecting was pinned upon the reality that he was loved by Jesus. So John here opens the event of the empty tomb using the perspective of another disciple Jesus loved, Mary Magdalene. Mary pinned her hope and trust on Jesus because in love, Jesus had liber- liberated her, had liberated her from, from demons in Luke uh, chapter 8, verse 2. She placed her trust and future in the one who loved her, healed her, included her in the kingdom circle. When others scattered at the crucifixion, she looked on as the one who loved her was executed. Mary Magdalene invested her hope, her expectation of the future, her feeling of trust, her identity in the one who loved her. At the cross, her hope, her trust, her future was seemingly lost. She has come to the tomb on that first Easter morning to mourn the loss of the one who loved her. 
The empty tomb was a great disappointment to Mary. Someone had taken the one who loved her, and she was not even able to mourn the loss of her hope properly. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've laid him. Looking ahead at verse 4, so verse 3, so Peter, uh, he went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloth lying there in the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their home. When we look at this scripture, we need not be too hard on Mary here. Uh, for abandoning her hope in Jesus. We need not be too hasty about judging Mary here. You see, all of the disciples, except for John, seeing the tomb empty, they abandoned their hope, and they went home. The expectation for their future had been dashed. They abandoned hope because they did not understand that Jesus had spoken to them, and what the Scriptures had said is that hope is in the resurrection of Jesus. The risen Jesus is where their hope and their future would find its reality. But not understanding this, the empty tomb was a disappointment. All hope was lost. And now let's turn again to Mary. Verse 11. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she went, she stooped to look into the tomb. And when she saw two angels... In white, sitting there where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet, they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid them. Mary, looking again for hope, she looks into the tomb to find it still empty. The situation is still hopeless. She sees two angels sitting there, and she still cries out in her hopelessness. Her first cry in verse 13, she, in verse 2, she referred to Jesus as the Lord. And here in verse 13, she calls Jesus my Lord. They have taken away the one who loved me, the one in whom I put my trust, and I don't know where they put him. Abandoned and alone, Mary longs to be where the one who loved her is. Now, Jesus appears, but she does not recognize him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you speaking, seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. She cries out to Jesus in desperation, supposing that he was the gardener. Help me. Help me find the one who loved me. Help me find the one in whom I have placed my hope. Help me. If you have taken him away, I will take him. 
I need to get to where my Lord is. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. In Mary's most desperate need, the risen Jesus calls her by name. Mary, in love I have called you. I have called you to a living hope. I have called you that you may have the certainty of a future. Mary, I am your expectant hope. It is I. It is Jesus. It is the one who loves you. Verse 17, Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Don't cling to me, Mary. You will need to hope and trust in things unseen. Trust in my love for you. Have faith. I must fulfill your hope by ascending to heaven. My God is your God. Trust the Father. Trust that he has given you a future and a hope. God raised me from the dead. This is the proof of your hope, Mary. Hope has been restored and hope has been fulfilled. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he had said these things to her. Then Mary testifies to the hope of the empty tomb. He is risen. I have seen the Lord. He has revealed himself to me. He is ascending to the Father. He is with my God. His Father is my Father. He has given me a future and a hope. I have seen the Lord. And against all odds, Mary had regained hope. The tomb was empty. The one who loved her, missing. Jesus revealed the reality behind the hopelessness of the empty tomb. God raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus called the one he loved. Jesus declares, I am the hope of eternal life, Mary. I have called you. Believe, Mary. Add to your hope faith. Understand the scriptures, Mary. It has been fulfilled. Are you heartsick today because your hope seems to be lost? Has your hope begun to wane because circumstances are not lining up with your expectations? Has your trust been misplaced to trusting in the things of this life? Is your hope in the government? Is your hope in your job? Is your hope in your health? Is the tomb empty just like your hope? The tomb is empty. Cry out to Jesus for help. The tomb is empty. Cry out to Jesus to reveal himself to you. The tomb is empty. Cry out to Jesus for the scriptures to reveal the truth to you. Jesus died in your stead. He died for your sin. And three days later, God raised him from the dead that you would have life in his name. That you would have a future and a hope. That you would be transformed. That you would be known as a disciple that Jesus loved. The tomb is empty. 
Praise God. He is risen. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the hope of the resurrection. We praise you that you have called us by name. We ask you, Lord, to call people within the hearing of this message to yourself. We ask, Lord, that you would call them by name. Call them loved of God. We ask, Lord, for you to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment, and that by grace you would grant repentance and faith to us. We ask, Lord, that you would add to our hope and increase in faith, Lord. We ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.